Yes. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'll be your host for the day today. My name is Naomi Sang and I'm the communication lead for Nchanga. And uh, with me is Michael. He's the one who was uh, doing the introduction. And uh, also on the panel, we have a panel of three. Um, and I would like to first introduce them uh, before we can get onto the ground rules and also into the session. So our first speaker for the day is uh, Francis Amonde, who's the founder of Cup of Uji. Uh, Francis has been with Mchanga since 2012. That was literally the year we started. And he has been fundraising for his organization since then. Uh, he has seen, um, he started when online fundraising was a very new concept. And um, we're really excited to learn what has worked for him this far and what he's uh, going to share with us. Uh, second on the list, we have Eric Njoroge, who's the resource mobilization officer for Caritas Nairobi. Um, Eric's organization fundraiser is quite unique because they started off during this COVID time. And it's been a time where there has been lack of money, but they have still been able to raise significant amount. And uh, while we are struggling with the question of uh, fundraising during COVID, uh, raising resources during COVID. Uh, we're also very excited to learn from him and what they have been doing. Uh, we also have a uh, third on the list is Lucy Kaguta, who's the founder and director of Total Care Box. And uh, she's been with us since 2017. And uh, she's in the healthcare space, which is um, a space where we have a lot of organizations in and we are really excited to also learn from her. Uh, she's going to be joining us shortly, uh, but we will continue as it is. Uh, on that note, I will maybe welcome Michael to say hi to us, and then uh, before we proceed. Michael, welcome. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Michael Okinyi, Head of Sales in Mchanga. Thank you so, so much for joining us this afternoon. We cannot, I cannot really express how happy I am to have you here. Uh, kindly feel free. Uh, we, um, we can assure you we are going to have a very uh, good session at the end of it. Uh, I believe all of us will go home with something. So I'll just pass it back to you, Naomi. Thank you, everyone, and feel welcome. Okay, uh, thank you, Michael. So uh, I, I forgot to mention the ground rules and uh, can we, um, we will, I would like to ask everyone to please have their microphones on mute so that we cannot have the distraction of uh, the noise distraction. We will also ask that uh, in case you have any question in between the discussion, kindly raise your hand and uh, Michael will bring it to my attention. And also in case you have a question that is not uh, urgent, you can leave it in the chat section as we, as we are going to have a Q&A session at the, end of, uh, at the end of this. Yeah, and uh, to begin first is, um, I don't know how many of you are aware, but World Bank recently gave a report where they were estimating the value of online crowdfunding uh, in Africa. And a, a projection they have for 2025 is that online fundraising in Africa will be worth $2.5 billion. And currently, as we speak, uh, last year's statistics show that uh, online fundraising has been able to raise $24.16 million in Africa alone. Uh, I think this paints a very clear picture of 
how online fundraising is coming to be the future of organizations because uh, unlike grants or loans, uh, with online fundraising, all you have to do is tell your story and you're going to have people who are going to support your organization's activities without really having the stress of uh, thinking about how am I going to be able to pay for this loan or applying for grants that a process that may take something like seven months and then there's always the possibility that it may or may not happen. So um, as, we, as many organizations now move towards this, uh, I, I believe it is important for us to be able to to be able to uh, learn more and find out how as organizations we are going to be able to ensure that our our activities continue running well uh, with the smoothness of online fundraising and as we touch on how why only online fundraising is ideal for your organizations uh, I would like to have uh, Francis um, what made you choose uh, online fundraising? Uh, what made you go the what? What is it that made you go towards the online fundraising way, uh, Francis? Hello. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, sorry, I'm, I happen to be on the road, and uh, I'm from West Pokot, but I'm now approaching Nairobi. So basically, what made me choose the online fundraising platform is because one, uh, it's kind of uh, the accountability aspect of it, and then the fact that everyone else can be able to access and see how much we've been able to raise, and also the percentages, and the fact that also there is an aspect of accountability in terms of you have you must have a treasurer, someone who is who has to approve. Uh, and that is quite something important because when I started with MChang, it was uh, the SMS-based <laughs> platform, which was kind of analog, but that was the starting point. And then with time, it graduated to the online platform, which was uh, actually better because in terms of even the, the fundraising panel, that is uh, the back end and both uh, the front end, in case someone wants to donate, they can easily click on any of the options and actually run away with it, yes. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's an interesting one. And um, Eric, uh, what what led uh, Caritas to choosing online fundraising uh, and uh, and Changa as the platform of their choice in regard to their COVID response? Uh, thank you, Naomi, for that. And I'm happy that uh, I'm joining the the panelists, Francis and uh, was it Susan? Lucy. Ah, Lucy, but she's not in, but um, I'm happy for this uh, platform. And uh, one thing that led Caritas Nairobi, Caritas Nairobi is, uh, is a Catholic-based organization. We are based at Cardinal Tunga Plaza, and that's where I am right now. Uh, never done any online fundraising uh, activity. So when I joined Caritas earlier this year, I was here some years back, but uh, when I joined as early this year, uh, this was a new idea I wanted to, to push to the organization so that we can embrace the new for places that I have worked. I have worked in different countries in the world and they have been joining the crowdfunding. The, you all know about the crowdfunding concept. So when I started, I wanted them to have a new way of fundraising. 
and uh, one I liked Mchanga. I did a lot of research, the local based uh, online fundraising, and uh, I I saw Mchanga. I interacted with it, and I read about the profiles of uh, the some of the cases that you have that you have um, they have used the Mchanga fundraising, and I realized this is a good one is a good platform. I started the campaign in April 2nd, and I wanted to use the COVID situation to see how the dynamics of fundraising, the local fundraising using Mchanga. And I'm happy that uh, it went beyond my expectation. As, as Francis has said about accountability, having the officials, then there's a one-on-one -on -one interaction with the contributors. Because later I'll be sharing with the attendees how I interact with my the contributors because there's one on one and that one I have seen that it has really gone beyond what I thought and what you have raised on online is just a is a drop because majority of my funding has gone through other mainline channels like banking and uh, and bringing the check in my office so I used uh, Mchanga online fundraising because I know that's the future and if you look at the mobile phone penetration in Africa and specifically in Kenya, we are at a better position to leverage the, the mobile penetration to be one way of fundraising in, in our country. So thank you, Naomi. Yes, um, I think Eric has mentioned a very important aspect that I was just about to talk about. And uh, this is um, following up on the report by World Bank. Uh, one of our own, Matt Roberts, did an interesting article on why Africa needs crowdfunding now. And uh, one of the things that they talked about organizations benefiting the most from uh, crowdfunding is that they are able to build a relationship with their donors. So it goes more than just the initial amount that I'm going to donate into the account, but it now goes to a point where I'm able to reach out to my, uh, um, reach out to my donor we're able to form a relationship where they can even be volunteers in my organization, or they can even offer their services to us, or it's just something uh, you can create that database because uh, with Mchanga, you're also uh, given the options of uh, having a list of all your donors, easily downloading it from the system. Uh, there's a follow-up through SMSs and there's all that. So um, Francis and Eric, I would like to maybe ask, uh, is this true to your organization? Have you had, uh, friends who have donors who've turned into friends of a couple of Uji or Caritas. Uh, I would really love to know that. Uh, maybe we can start with Eric and then move to Francis. Yeah, it's true. Thank you, Naomi, for that. Yes, true. Actually, uh, I'll give you some of uh, the strategies that I'm using Mchanga for. We, maybe late this year, we are going to launch Caritas Nairobi, Friends of Caritas Nairobi, or we can call it Caritas Nairobi Network. And one way of getting uh, true friends, they are the one who have been supporting you in all my activities. At Mchanga, right now I have more than uh, around 600 contributors, and they have contributed more than once. Some have contributed even 10 times. And so, out of the list of 600 people, I have seen who are very serious friends of Caritas. And this one will be part of Caritas Nairobi Network. I have their name, I have their contact, and we have been interacting. Hello, Naomi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Francis? 
Yeah, sorry, because I have seen that there may be some network problem. So from the Mchanga database that I have downloaded in Excel, I can I have a very solid group of supporters whom will be part of Caritas Nairobi network. And these are the contributors that I'm going to I'm going to divide them according to the amount they have been uh, been sending because I know I have friends who have been sending more than 50,000. I have friends who have been sending around 40,000, 30, 20, 10, up to 100. So I know the level of my friends. So I'll have a different language to every level of the, the contributors. So that's quite true. We have good network. And from the Mchanga, I have now an entire database of the who are the true friends of Caritas Nairobi. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Uh, and the plans you have, the network you have built. And uh, uh, Francis, uh, I think you will now speak to uh, the network you've had over the time. Do you have uh, any experience with the, uh, with, with the reality of having people who have turned from donors to friends of Kapobuji? Uh, yes, basically, you see, uh, for Kapobuji it's easier <laughs> because one, uh, we kind of uh, make use of social media so much. So we tended to realize that the people who support us through social media and seeing our posts and because we have the links, the donation links on our all our sites. So it's easier to donate at him friends and some of them also ended up even volunteering for us in, in some of the schools and even supporting just maybe taking their days off and coming to volunteer aside from just donating so when some sometimes even come up on board and even donate funds for the kids and, and, and even bread so yes it's true that uh, some of the donors have turned into friends and it's because they're able to see what you're doing and they're able to see the level of accountability for the funds that they're donating so it, it makes our work easy yes okay um i'm i'm glad that both of you have found value in that and um so i i'm thinking about how um you have both spoken about accountability and i was wondering as an organization what other values have you gotten from online fundraising other than um the accountability bit something that uh, maybe if you would have gone fundraising uh, maybe through word of mouth and uh, something uh, different than online will not have you will not have gotten value from yes uh, we can maybe have francis start this time and then eric can uh, join in okay what i can say is that uh, one it is the level of fundraising that you been able to realize it is something I wouldn't have realized through word of mouth, like the amount and the reach. Yeah. Because once it is online, then it means anyone from any part of the world can be able to access what we do and be able to see. Because the online platform even gives the options of uh, uh, fundraisers uploading videos and photos of what they do. So people out there are able to interact when they click on the M Changa, the company, the, the website of M Changa, then they're able to interact different fundraisers and be able to see that this is what this organization is doing. So I, I think that has been like we've been able to be raising so much because of that, that wide reach that Mchang has given us, as opposed to if I would be doing one-on-one -on -one fundraising, which is quite tough sometimes. So it has made our fundraising 
fundraising much more easier and at least it takes less time to fundraise and you you get to reach so many people because like for us at Kapo Vuji we have like uh, currently we have over 3,000 people who are uh, contributors on our platform so yeah so I wouldn't have been able to reach 3,000 people just like that so yeah mm -hmm. so yeah that's a plus. Okay Eric yeah yeah I think I just want to echo what uh, Francis has said in terms of reach and uh, at the same time a lot of account uh, mchanga or crowdfunding is that uh, looking at uh, as I said before looking at number of young and old people who have access to mobile phone be it smartphone or the kababe stuff and uh, with the curiosity that is that the, the, now the society has towards the digital revolution that anyone with a, just a smartphone, uh, I can say that I can upload a, a photo or a link. And uh, you, you, you just said it and you see that uh, already have contributed through M-Pesa because you know, having a, an account number and a, a pay bill number, I think this is the, sh the shortest way of contributing. So you can contribute at the comfort of your seat. And that's what I wanted to take advantage of. Because if you look at Caritas Nairobi, uh, we have different uh, uh, levels of members. We have young people, we have old people, and we have the threats of Caritas Nairobi across the world. So I, the, 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 we can see the, the convenience part of uh, paying the, I mean, contributing was one factor. And uh, I mean, even transparency and also the security part of it. Because you know, if I want to withdraw some money from uh, fr from uh, from the Mpesa, I mean, we have three treasurers, so there's no way Eric can initiate the only process. So my team member, I mean, the team from my 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 organization, because I had three more, so they are part of the entire fundraising process. And this, beside fundraising, we are like embracing the team spirit, the fundraising team spirit within the. Sorry, there's an echo. Hello, Naomi. Yes. Um, is it on your side? On your side? On your side? No, it's on your side. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Okay, no, no worries. So, I mean, uh, I mean, these are some of the things that made me the accountability part of the security, the convenience. And the embracing team spirit within the, the organization because I have three more treasurers. And uh, as Francis has said, I mean, it's something that uh, is so anyone would like to be part of it. When you said that link through our social media platforms, people will be through curiosity, they just link it and they are uh, directly, they are directed to our page and through the videos and photos that we have been. Uploading, show them on a daily basis. We can we have been updating them, and uh, something else. Sorry too is that uh, as I said before, I have direct connection with the people who contribute. I text and I say thank you. Your contribution have been received, and I say we are still we are about to hit our goal. And occasionally I update my members. I mean the contributors how far they have gone, and also thanking them because I realize these steps they really make people come together. Okay, um, it's, uh, 
I appreciate the answers and I think I like that you have mentioned uh, some of the values that we have as Mchanga on our products and there's been the accountability, the transparency where we, uh, for every account that you open, you must be able to have it verified first by adding either supporting documents that prove that you're an organization or that speak to what you're going to be doing. And you must also have a, a number of treasurers so that uh, you, maybe if I'm the CEO, I'm not able to withdraw the money without the finance and maybe uh, communication or programs that this person um, has. And I think that is one of the greatest values to organizations because are you able to know um, where exactly this money went to and what exactly uh, it's going to be used, to, used for because you know what we have. And I believe... Um, one that has been very beneficial to Francis has been the introduction of the partial withdrawals, where we now have a, an option. If maybe you've raised uh, 1 million in your account, but you maybe just want to get 20K to maybe help uh, with someone's uh, maybe medical bill or something, you're able to just withdraw that uh, little amount and it's able to come sure. yeah. And uh, one of the other features that has not been mentioned is the. Oh, sorry, um, Eric mentioned about uh, people, uh, even his networks outside Kenya being able to fundraise easily is that uh, we have uh, the, all the mobile money options in Kenya, the T-Cash, Airtel Money, Mpesa. We have that, but we also have the electronic uh, methods of uh, PayPal, uh, Visa and MasterCard where you're able to easily fundraise. And so this is a good option for organizations that maybe have uh, the friends of the organizations or family or people who are outside Kenya and are going to be uh, very willing to assist. And uh, before we move on to the next uh, question, I will maybe ask uh, anyone in the audience, could someone maybe would like to maybe ask a question or share the experience in terms of the value they've gotten as an organization raising funds on Mchanga. Um, if there's anyone, we will maybe love to hear from you at this time. Okay, I, I think we don't have a question for now, but maybe I can uh, give one by Raymond here, and this goes to uh, Francis and Eric. How do you promote a crowdfunding campaign so that you get more contributors? And uh, what are the components that make a campaign successful? And I'm going to tie this a little bit to uh, what was meant to be my next question. Um, I believe throughout the journey, you have noticed what has worked for you, what has not worked uh, for the organization in terms of crowdfunding. And I'm curious to find out, um, let, let's first talk about what has worked and then we're going to later on talk about what has not worked and so uh we can maybe start with what has worked because it answers the question that raymond gave us and then we will move to the late to that to the next later so i don't know do we start with francis or, or eric uh, one of you can give it a go okay let me start since francis started there <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, 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 and the good thing is, you know, I'm sure whatever you're going to share, Francis has the same experience. And uh, what has worked for us? And uh, I mean, the social media. And uh, okay, I have a bit some, uh, mine is 50-50, because if you look at uh, Caritas Nairobi page, we are not all that, all that like, uh, we don't have that huge following, because at most we have around 
right now around 3,000. So considering the size of the organization and, um, and the, the followers in our page, we have realized that is not our catch, catchment area. Like that's not our strength. So what we used, we used a lot of uh, media, I mean, going to the radio. And uh, I mean, I think we, we, I can say we are quite advantageous because we have some Catholic-based radio, Radio Omini, and uh, we have Radio Maria. But uh, in terms of reach, I can say the moment we went to the radio, when they are out twice or thrice, we could see the level of fundraising, I mean, the level of contribution going high. But later, when you went to Radio Maria, Radio Maria does not have that, that wide reach. So we realized that uh, we need to use a more mainline radio media, in like radio stations. It's quite expensive because to get a, to get, to get a airtime, to go and talk about your initiative, most radio stations don't agree. They can't accept you have less than 10 seconds to tell the listeners your your pay bill number and uh, your account number then under uh, some radio station are hesitant for you to share your own personal number so what you use is uh we used a lot of the word of mouth and uh the, the whatsapp you know the sharing with the whatsapp groups so what we did is that uh, we realized during covid there was social distancing so people are so much glued into their smartphones. So we took advantage of that. So what we did, we came up with the posters. These are shareable posters. Now together with our, our communication department and our network, we could share one poster with thousand people. And many people could call me because my number was there. So I was receiving a lot of calls. Even now I do receive a lot of calls. They say, Eric, is your initiative still ongoing? So if they ask me like that, so I just go back to my platform and I add more days. And this is another thing, Naomi, I never shared. Mm -hmm. Because I know one advantage of Mchanga, you can continue, you can, you can add more days to your initiative. Initially, I just wanted it to be just three months initi initiative. But later I realized many people are calling me and saying, Eric, I mean, is our initiative still ongoing? So I start now adding 15 more days, 15 more days, 15 more days. So that's one advantage of it. So I used a lot of what worked for me is the I mean the the WhatsApp groups, then partly social media, and then the the two or three times I visited radio stations. I don't know whether Francis maybe you got a different uh, uh, outlook of the same. Okay, I think uh, mine has been pretty much the same. Uh, in terms of social media, which is uh, a good platform of reaching out. Uh, then uh, secondly is the fact that uh, Mchanga allows us to communicate with contributors by sending them messages. So that has been able to get us repeat contributors because people are able to, are able to update them on what we are doing, how, how far we are, so that makes work easier. And then uh, in terms of uh, in terms of media, I would say that, uh, okay, one, it has taken the hand of God, uh, which is very important for me. And then secondly, we tend to showcase what we do on our social media platform. So that has worked for us because as a result of that, we're able to get a lot of 
media engagement with newspapers, with stations, like our work gets out there as a result of the media getting to know what we do through our social media pages. So I think it is just important for anyone who wants to do something and, and maybe make a difference in the society, just make sure that everything that uh, you do, you tend to like let people know about it, like let people know about it and how you're doing it. And then uh, in uh, to go to the question, uh, the guy asked about uh, how where do you start? Like start, start from your pocket, you know. I started from my pocket <laughs> in 2011 when I was starting the wiki thing, you know, I, I figured out a, a way around it because uh, I realized I couldn't fundraise from the start, but at least I was still a student and I thought I, I wanted to make a difference and I thought, okay, how can I best do it? So I decided to figure out with my three friends, we decided to go to a bed sitter, which was going for 4,500. It was much cheaper than the hostels that we were staying in. So the balance went into providing courage for the kids. So it started from my pocket and then uh, bit by bit I started involving my family members. It was tough because, you know, and uh, for some of our family members to understand what we do, it's quite tough because we're always on the road. Right now I'm from Fokot, now getting back into Nairobi, I, it's hectic sometimes. And then once you do that, also get your cycle of friends to know what you do. Like every opportunity you get when you're introducing yourself, don't be ashamed of saying what you do, uh, the difference that you're trying to make in the society. I think. For me, that has gotten us where we are because every opportunity that we are um, granted for maybe an introduction during any occasion, then I take that opportunity to also talk about what I do in terms of couplehood. So that that is what has gotten us uh, way where we are right now. And then another thing I wanted to add is the fact that uh, for M Changa, it makes it easier for people to make small donations. Like sometimes I tell people to do one shilling and people get shocked. And then they donate one shilling and they're like, oh, it has gone through, you know? Like, like, yeah, they, they don't expect like one shilling can do something. But I tell them, you know, at the end of the day, it, uh, if we collect several of those one shilling coins, then they're going to make a difference somewhere. And uh, I remember when uh, last year when I celebrated my 20th birthday, then I, I said on a show on, uh, on a Switch TV that, you know, you can support the, the kids get courage by just donating uh, 28 shillings, which was my 28th birthday. So people went around donating 28 shillings. So uh, I think the fact that people can make those small, small donations makes it much easier. And also the fact that it is also cheaper in terms of even organizations being able to withdraw at a cheaper. Yeah, so that is. No, that, that's great. I mean, uh, Naomi, sorry, I mean, but I uh, just want to. Hello, Naomi? Yes, we can hear you. I just want just maybe just to emphasize on what Francis had said. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I have seen that question that how do you start and how do you make people contribute? Mm -hmm. I mean, fundraising is more of a, a passion as well as is a science. You know, it's more of how creative you are, but you need to be also to be passionate about that. Very few people go to school to study fundraising. And I'm sure maybe even Francis will tell you this. But it's all depends on how creative you are and how engaging you, you are. About M. Changa, I remember I have, I have received several contributions ranging as low or as high as one shilling, 
to as high as 50,000. I usually say there's no low amount. You give what you have. So if you give me one shilling, that's your high amount. So and uh, Naomi, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, sorry, sorry, because I can see that we have an unstable connection. Okay. So I remember there's one contributor who sent me one shilling. And uh, when he saw that uh, it has gone through, he sent me 10,000. So I think he was just testing whether this thing is true. Like, is it really working? I mean, let me see. I have seen it. Let me try. So he tried with one shilling and it is there. And uh, and I have his number and actually I called him and I said, man, I said, Eric, I wanted to see whether this thing is real. So, I mean, uh, that's quite commendable from Mchanga point of view that uh, you can contribute any amount to any initiative that you come, you, you, you think of. So thank you, Naomi, for that. Okay. Yes, uh, thank you. And I, um, I really like that uh, you have, you two have brought this up that uh, we have seen uh, this, the aspect of creativity in fundraising, because we usually see sometimes we have a fundraiser and the people are saying, uh, we are going to, uh, it's my birthday, it's 18, my 18th birthday, only donate 18 bob. Someone is also able to give that 10 shillings. And the beauty of that is that if 10 of us give uh, that 10 shillings, we are at 100 bob. If 20 of us give that 10 shillings, we are at 200 bob. So there's a, you're, you're, as an organization, you're able to cater for everyone. Those who have the little, they're still able to support you. And those who have much are equally able to support you. And um, I like what you also mentioned about social media because I, I believe every one of you has a, is in a social media site, is on WhatsApp mostly. These days, even we have our parents in their 60s they're always on, uh, they call it was up. They, they are always there. So whenever you share, you'll be able to reach uh, all age groups. If you go to Instagram, you have the youngins there. If you go to Facebook, you have the people in the mid ages. If you go to Twitter, we have the KOT. If you go to WhatsApp, we have our parents there. And so uh, it's very important that you take advantage of this. Social media is really not uh, an area where we are, it's still, uh, quite a new concept, especially when it comes to promotion, but it's something that as long as you're good with uh, creativity, you're very good to go with it. So there's uh, always need to, as organizations, to keep engaging your people on social media as much as you can, and always just keep trying because uh, I, I work in, I'm a communications person, and I know that sometimes you can just be posting something on Facebook and you think no one is watching, but, you are you are just surprised when you go back and see the data and you're seeing uh, almost 30 people engaged with my content they saved my my picture they saved the, the poster of the fundraiser so i believe uh the main thing is all about sharing do not be scared to tell people do not be ashamed just keep saying i'm fundraising here i'm fundraising here and they will be happy to and uh, now let's move to what has not worked. I liked Eric mentioned that uh, they, he came to notice that social media is not the thing for us as creators. So we now moved towards a traditional kind of media and also to WhatsApp. So other than that, do you have anything else that you have noticed along the way? Maybe you are focusing to putting effort into something, but then you notice this is not giving us results. So. Uh, in case any of you two, Francis and Eric, have um, an answer about what has 
you've noticed has not worked maybe we can share because i believe uh, the rest of us will be able to also know the uh, where to put focus on to uh, in terms of our organizations yeah welcome uh, eric i think you can start No, thank you, Naomi. Um, I think another thing that I have realized does, doesn't work for us, and, uh, and maybe I'll just put a caveat here because maybe what has not worked for, for me will work to Francis. So it's all depends on the nature of your organization. Yeah, yeah. Because like uh, Caritas Nairobi, we are dealing with, uh, you know, it's a church, it's a Catholic-owned association. So, so we are dealing with the Christians. Uh, we are looking at people who are not Catholic. So, it, as I said, it needs a lot of uh, good research to know how whom we are targeting. Your target contributors. Mm -hmm. So, I realize when um, I'm targeting uh, my parents, old parents, and uh, they have really contributed well, because I know in terms of those high amount, I'm getting it from uh, my, the, the, my, my parents or the age of, uh, when I see my parents is, let's say from 40 and above or 50 and above. Mm -hmm. These kind of contributors, they are not into social media. Yeah. And these kind of contributors, they, they, okay, maybe let's say 50% or that percent I knew herself. So what I did, in Mchanga, we have three forms of interaction. You can do WhatsApp, you can do SMSs, and you can do emails. So what I did, and uh, every time I get a contribution, I contact, I reply using WhatsApp. But I realized majority of those high contributors, they are not in WhatsApp. So I use SMS. Mm -hmm. so, if, if you look at the level of my contribution, if I see 10,000 and above, I, I am sure, more than 80% sure that this person is not in Hosa. So if, if the fundraisers can start now utilizing the SMSs, you know, like SMSs, because even if you don't have a data, the message will come into your phone, whether it's a smartphone or... So I realized when I, I didn't depend on WhatsApps too much. So I realized that still, but I came to realize later, maybe like the, my third, second month, that let me now start using the back SMSs. Mm -hmm. So through the Mchanga platform, you have that uh, option of uh, setting, updating your contributors or informing them something. So I was using the back SMSs. And through the back SMSs, I really got good percentage of uh, contribution. So later I came to realize, although the WhatsApp, it, it helped me in, when I was starting it, later it wasn't all that sustainable. I went back now to SMSs. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. So I, I get what you're saying is that it's also a learning process where you're going to try out something and you'll notice it's not working. And so uh, yes, you, yes. Must, you must be willing to go back and see what is working and what is not working. Yes, uh, Francis, do you have anything that has... Now, yeah? Sorry, Naomi, I lost you. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Naomi, I lost you. Okay, um, can you hear me well now? Yeah, sure, I can. 
Okay, um, I was now saying, uh, Francis, could you maybe share with us uh, what you have noticed has not worked for you and uh, you are able to maybe change it or just drop it uh, off? Okay, I, I think what has not worked well is uh, sending, uh, making communication too close. So we realize that when we communicate to all contributors within a short span of time, then uh, they won't be receptive. That is something I took note of, but then we changed and now we have, we have like made uh, the communication at least staggered in a way so that it's not just uh, that close. Uh, Again, another thing is that uh, I think I needed just to contribute a point in terms of the whole fundraising thing and say that, you know, in as much as uh, people are fundraise and raise funds uh, for various initiatives, then another important aspect is uh, we realize that so many people are into social media stuff be it Twitter, be it Instagram, be it uh, Facebook. And what I normally advise is that. You know, be very careful uh, what you share on those social media platforms. Be very careful the comments you leave on those social media platforms because one, it might end up uh, getting into the work that you do, and someone is like, mm -hmm. okay, so this is uh, this person said this about this, then it means do they even have a heart for what they are doing? So mm -hmm. that is something. Um, that should be taken very seriously. Most people, I see most people take, uh, uh, don't take precaution around that area. And then another thing is just being accountable. That is the most important thing. Like just account for whatever people have given out. That, that will be very, very important because I realized, uh, I remember just recently, uh, I saw someone share on their social media platform that they were raising funds to do sanitary parts for some girls in Nakuru County. So I, I reached out to the person and said, oh, how many girls do you want to reach out? Then they said, 100 girls. So I said, for how many months? And then they said, five months. Then I said, okay, uh, because we, we, we always have a program where we reach out to girls uh, through monthly send. So I said, okay. Uh, uh, let us share on my Insta story. And a friend of mine called me and said, ah, no. But you know, uh, can I have the name of your friend? And then I gave the name that they, uh, the, my, my friend told me, ah, just uh, inform your social media friend that, you know, I'll take care of, uh, I'll take care of that cost for the five months of standard part. Then I communicated the same that person. Then I think that so that they could, I actually told the person that ah, you can now stop fundraising because already uh, this person has committed to supporting the 100 girls for five months and um, I'm just going to send you the funds. So three days down the line, then this person is still having the fundraising thing on their social media, they're still going on fundraising. And then the person takes a screenshot and sends me, but I said, I'm going to support, why are they still fundraising? And so just like that, the person just missed the opportunity because uh, that person was like, no, this person is fishy. If already they have uh, the commitment that they're going to have funds for this, then why are they still continuing to fund this? So I think that is a very thin line uh, around there. And uh, that is where now people need to be very careful about what they do. And again, another thing that has not worked is uh, trying to 
I realize we, when we promote our social media post, yes, it reaches many people, but it doesn't have an impact. So we say, okay, if it has even two likes, then you never know who, who is watching or who is reading it. It might have two likes, but it reaches somewhere and you're like, okay, so how did this person get to know about this? Because most of the support that we get is as a result of the things that we share on our social media platforms. And I'm also very careful on my personal social media platform. Because of the work that they do, I tend to mostly share about what they do on my social media platform so that I don't get everything mixed up. What most people do is that I, I come to your social media account and I can't tell the difference between what you do and what you post. Like that mm-hmm. two, uh, like two separate things that are on the extreme opposite. So, and I, I tend to warn most people about that, that, you know, try to talk as much as possible about what you do on uh, your social media platform so that that is how we are going to make a difference you know if i have to scroll like 20 posts to reach what you do i i think it doesn't make sense it, it, it just don't just have the passion for it because if you have the passion for it you'll be sharing it every single day so yeah so that is something that i, I thought I, I needed to share yes thank you okay um thank you for that and i think uh, your last point uh, is important especially for individuals who are going to be who do the promotion for their organizations uh, because we are and also if it's an organization uh, stick to what you really talk about and uh, be consistent with that and also try not to uh, have any contradictions between what you say and uh, what you're trying to fundraise for and uh, now uh, I'm really grateful for uh, Eric and Francis for sharing with us today and um, I think we can now move on to the Q&A session and uh, let's uh, hear the, the questions we have and maybe uh, we can answer them as we because we have about 14 minutes to the end of the session. Uh, Michael do we have any questions? Thank you so much Naomi. Uh, I really want to thank Eric and uh, Amonde for that uh, great input. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've really, I've, they have really put forward is that they don't, they, they didn't give up. If this channel didn't work like for Eric who tried WhatsApp and realized that WhatsApp not, was not working well for them, they moved to uh, using the, the SMS. So to everyone who is there, maybe you've registered an account and the first one month you are seeing it's not working well for you. That's not the point to give work to give up. Always continue sharing and share, change the channels until you'll be able to uh, attain your goal. So I'll go to, the, there was a, the, there's a question that, what, the, what do the contributor gain from funding an initiative? Naomi? Yes, uh, I believe as a contributor is a person who's giving towards the organization. And I believe um, I, uh, what they might be gaining is when someone gives towards your organization, they have now become part of the solution because maybe if you are trying to raise funds like Francis to be able to uh, ensure a child can stay in school well on a fed stomach, by giving, I am able to be part now of that solution. And uh, other than that, I don't think there's much of a, of a benefit to a contributor, but uh, there are many to you as the fundraiser. Yes. Um, uh, any other question, Michael? Thank you so much. Also, just to add on the point that, okay, thanks so much for that. Just to add on to the point that you've said, uh, mm-hmm. people always feel good assuming that there's a need and you've assisted someone to, 
to meet that need. There's that happiness that you feel. So maybe someone does not give you any gift in return, but just feeling that at least you've assisted a girl somewhere to have a pad, I think that is a great achievement that a contributor will gain from assisting such kind of courses. Uh, the second question, Naomi, is that how does one start such a business? I, I believe um, a crowdfunding type business. Naomi, uh, starting up a fundraiser on Mchanga, the process is the same. If you want an online fundraiser, Hi, Naomi. Hi, I can hear you. Okay, proceed, please. Okay, um, I believe, I, I'm not sure if the, the person speaking was talking about a crowdfunding type of business. Does that mean a platform or your own fundraiser, like a business fundraiser? But in case it was a business, your own fundraiser, um, the process is, if you want, we have two types of fundraisers. We have mobile and we also have online ones. So if you want to register an online fundraiser, you will go to www.changa.co.ke. I'll drop that on the chat section and you will click on the login option uh, on your top right. And then you're going to now uh, fill in your details and then receive an email, activate it and set your password. Uh, if you would like to set up a mobile fundraiser, this is especially for individuals who do not have a constant access to internet. Uh, you can dial star 483 star 57 hash and you'll be able to set up a mobile fundraiser where you will be able to manage all the processes without necessarily needing to log in into anything specific. It will be purely USSD. And uh, before we move to the next question, I can see uh, Kostin Oyo has raised his hand. Uh, Kostin, could you maybe um, give us your question? Okay, good afternoon. Uh, okay, my question was, how, how do you get uh, on board those people who, like strangers, like those people that you don't have direct link? Eric was talking about having about 600 contacts, the persons he knew, but I'm asking about converting somebody who doesn't you know fundraise into your organization because Personally, as a young person, I think I'm limited to the number of people I've interacted with due to age. So how do you get like more people into your contribution? Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> I believe, uh, Francis, can you answer that? Because you talked about uh, starting out while you are still a student. And um, could you maybe speak on that? Yes. Uh, I, I think for me, I started out... Uh, Now, how I got people involved, this is interesting. Let me give you a, a short story. Uh, I hope I won't eat into much of your time, uh, but allow me to say this. So in 2014, because when I started in 2011, I needed to just reach out to 2,300 children who are ECD children and giving them porridge, which was affordable. So the school kept uh, pushing that it would include the old school because the older ones were fighting over the porridge with the younger ones. So in 2014, uh, I did something crazy. I think it was, uh, I don't know whether it was the month of October or where, but I did something crazy. I went on my social media platform. I went on Twitter specifically. So when I went on Twitter, 
at around 1 a.m., then I decided to greet uh, the president of this country. That is uh, His Excellency uh, Uru Kenyatta. And then uh, what happened is that I think in less than five minutes, by then, his head of in charge who was handling communication was uh, uh, Dennis Itumbi. So he got in touch. He said, uh, can you follow me back? That was on Twitter. So I followed him back and then he sent me a message asking for my contact that I gave him. He called and then he asked, oh, uh, can you explain more about this? Then I explained. And after explaining, then he said, oh, some of these things, you don't have to get the attention of the president. We can see what we can do in our own, uh, at our own level. So I gave all the details about what I was doing. And then he say, I said, okay, for me, I, I, I thought of like, there was no any other place I could get help aside from the president of the Republic. So after that, uh, we had a conversation, I think, uh, until around 2 a.m. towards 3 a.m. So he said, okay, let's see what we can do. By then, we were having the Mchanga pay uh, bill number. So I just gave out that. And then we started with, uh, 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 we ran the couple of Uji hashtag. So he, he decided on his own personal account. He decided to actually uh, tell people to contribute towards Kapovudi and he explained what Kapovudi was trying to do and the fact that he needed to scale up into the old school. And by morning, we had enough funds to scale up the old school. So it doesn't have to be people in your contacts. Like, make use of your social media handles, make sure make use of uh, wherever you go. You know, just talk about what you do wherever you go. You never know. Those strangers will turn into friends and they will turn into contributors. So, just don't uh, give up and say, oh, you have maybe 10 people in your contact list. Yes, you might have 10 people, but by sharing about what you do in every opportunity that you get, you never know which kind of stranger might get to get interested in what you do and, and chip in and, and maybe contribute and support your initiative. So that is my tech. Thank you. Okay. Um, thank you for that. Uh, Michael, do we have another question? Yes, we are having a from Raymond been answered Raymond was asking how do you promote a crowdfunding campaign so that you mm -hmm. can get more contributors what are the components that make a campaign successful okay I believe we tackled that uh, in between the discussion and we talked sure. about uh, how you are how you must be willing to share and just keep sharing do not give up uh, and there was that and um, I think there was a follow-up question in regard to that also, is that the components of a successful campaign and what's the science behind it. And I believe uh, as Francis and Eric talked about it, uh, there's no science behind fundraising. Uh, it's just recently that I've seen there are now courses around fundraising and that, but I believe from the two take the takeaways from our two speakers is that uh, you just have to keep uh, sharing, you have to be creative with your ways, you have to always thank your donors, you have to be able to, you must be willing to put in the work for it to be able to work. And uh, we also have uh, some resources, uh, We a blog where we have talk, talked about how to be able to uh, succeed in your fundraising journey. So I believe uh, in uh, coupled up with what uh, Francis and Eric have shared, that you can be able to maybe try and figure out the science behind fundraising. Michael. Thank you so much, Naomi. There's Julius. Julius is asking, how do you get started? Uh, he's also asking any charges or commission from your end. And it's also asking, how does the affiliate part work? So for the affiliate part, I requested him for the number. I will call mm -hmm. him later to explain to him the affiliate program. 
So you're asking how do you get started and any charges or commission from your end? Thank you. Okay, um, as you've heard from Michael, Michael is the expert when it comes to affiliates uh, and also the mind behind the program. And um, when it comes to how you're starting up, uh, in the chat section, if you check, I've given links of how you're able to sign up for the online fundraisers and also DOSSD you're supposed to dial while signing up for the mobile fundraiser. When it comes to commissions on our end, we have a service fee of 4.25% that is usually charged upon withdrawal. And our registration is free, but uh, when you want to withdraw, there's that service fee of 4.25% that is charged. Yes, I hope I have answered that well. Uh, Michael? Okay. Thank you so much, Naomi. This uh, from Maurice Otieno. Maurice is asking, how do I benefit by participating in process like this Changa, to help me raise funds for my project okay um i believe the greatest benefit that one can get from this is uh, the values that you're able to get and as eric and francis mentioned there is the ability for you to be able to easily update your fundraisers uh, we have the share options that give uh very easy sharing to Facebook, WhatsApp, Twitter, email, and messages, uh, the text message. Uh, we have the, the easily downloadable statements. Uh, we have the diverse payment options where you also have Visa and MasterCard as options of donation. Um, and also, um, when it comes to sharing, uh, as the communication uh, at Mchanga, we're able to do our stories, that, that is blog written stories, and also we can organize to have a video shoot with you as a fundraiser to tell us what your organization is doing and by sharing that, more people are able to uh, better understand what you're, what you're doing. Yeah, so I believe those are the values that come from it, and um, as we mentioned at the beginning, is that uh, by making your donor part of your solution, able to get more than just uh, the financial bit you can be able to have people who turn out to be volunteers in your organization or people who are going to willingly share their skills so i believe those are the benefits that you can get from fundraising uh, on mchanga as an organization uh, michael thank you so much naomi that is well answered there's sibel uh, kusimba uh, the question is it is so interesting that the older, more generous donors were found using SMS. What is the reason for this? Are they in areas without data such as rural or are they less used to using WhatsApp? I think this one will go to you and Eric. Yes, uh, Eric, maybe, maybe you can tell us more about this. What did you find out is the reason for less engagement on WhatsApp than on text? Okay, thank you Naomi and Michael for that and uh, the one who asked that question. I really don't know the reason to be sincere because initially, you know, as you said, I mean, we need to be so consistent in sharing what we do. Initially, we thought, I thought WhatsApp was the best because that's how I sold my initiative. And so I was using all the WhatsApp messages. But later, when I'm interacting with my donors, I realized majority of them, they are not in WhatsApp. I really don't know what happened. But uh, just looking at that is uh, the older generation, they are trying to discourage people using, like, anyway, when I go to the village, even your mom, Naomi, or your older parent, yeah. he, he or she will be 
feel comfortable using the kabbalah because they have seen how people are so they are so engrossed on WhatsApp and uh, I really don't know. But that was my weird way of thinking because they are contributing more than ten thousand, but the only way I could get them was through either they have deactivated their WhatsApp group. I mean the WhatsApp account. I really don't know. I really don't know. But uh, it's a lesson I learned. So mm -hmm. I have been using both now. I'm using both WhatsApp and SMSs. Okay. So I really don't have a definite answer to that. Yes. Uh, just to add on that, I don't know uh, if any any of you have been around your parents. You will notice that sometimes, uh, like my mom, for example, she can even stay for a whole week. Uh, they can stay for a whole week without uh, even accessing their WhatsApp. So I yeah, think, exactly. yeah, I think that can be a reason why the older generation uh, is more accessible through text. Uh, but I don't think there's a very definite answer because it's uh, person specific. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, as uh, as Eric has mentioned, he's yet to know the reason why. But you have mm -hmm. to keep testing to know what works best for your donors. Uh, my follow. Sure. Thank you. Uh, same person asking that, how has the COVID-19 affected the ability to fundraise? Oh, okay. I think this this is uh, very interesting because um, I don't know, maybe Francis and Eric can speak to this. Uh, during COVID, there's the idea that at this moment, people do not have money. Uh, there's scarcity because people are no longer going to work. There, there are those kind of challenges. But I believe we are also seeing uh, campaigns contributing towards COVID raising amounts like 2 million plus. And so um, I think, I don't know, Eric, how has the experience been? And also maybe Francis during this COVID time, has fundraising gone higher or have the amounts gone lower? Uh, maybe you two can answer that because you have experience firsthand uh, in your fundraisers. Okay, let me go first. Then, Francis, uh, right now, for me, COVID is an opportunity to fundraise. Because, you know, what, it had, what COVID did was to, to change the traditional fundraising trades. Because every year there is a trade that the fundraisers and donors support. And I'm sure Francis knows that. Because as a fundraiser, you have to know the global fundraising trade you know it has been clean energy it has been girl child it has been a family planning it has been human rights but from april the tradition of fundraising trades has totally changed and covid took over so for us fundraisers we know in the next three years the fundraising will be towards long-term strategies towards COVID. So for me, COVID was an opportunity of fundraising. It didn't affect and actually it gave me more opportunities of fundraising from the organization point of view and from the fundraising strategies. But it has affected our traditional donors, the one they were supporting youth empowerment, girl empowerment. They are now toward wash, you know, water and sanitation and uh, emergencies and livelihood recovery. I think this we, we, we need a new, we need a whole session on this, Naomi, I don't know, Rita, mm -hmm. how we can discuss about COVID and fundraising. Okay, uh, we actually maybe, have a session. Yeah, maybe, 
we are planning to have a fundraising in the COVID era, a session on that oh, yeah, on, on September oh, 18th. Yeah. Uh, Francis, uh, do you have anything uh, on this? On how COVID has affected fundraising? Okay, first of all, sorry, I was saying goodbye to one of my the, the cameraman, so he was alighting from the vehicle because okay. uh, I'm taking a I'm taking a different direction. Okay. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, well, COVID has affected the way people fundraise traditionally, what you are used to, and uh, because everyone's income has been affected, but at the same time, it has been an opportunity for all organizations to continue making a difference in their areas of focus. Because even for us, we were feeding kids in school, but now we are able to even feed them at home and give them more than even the uji. Because we are giving rice, we are giving beans, we are giving cooking oil, we are giving soap. You know, so it's it's about it's about coming up as an organization. It's about uh, developing a strategy, a fundraising strategy, and it is also about uh, how you communicate that that strategy to your uh, traditional contributors. Because if you contribute, uh, you uh, communicate it in a bad way, then you're not going to get what you uh, the, the donation. But if you contribute, uh, communicate it in the right way, then people will still be able to support. Because uh, we currently run our SKE and uh, that is what has brought me from West Pokot because we, we went to have an impact in the lives of 100 families. We are, we are focusing on 100 families around every school that we support. And so far, so good. Uh, I think we can't complain. It's just organization time. As you try and fundraise, even as organizations try and fundraise during this period, uh, what I can say is that whatever excesses remain, then carry it forward to your other projects so that you don't have to keep fundraising. Because that is what we are looking forward to right now. Just in case uh, schools resume, then we are, we are going to be able to do more than what we are initially doing. We are going to be able to offer not just porridge, but we are also going to offer uh, a lunch of rice and beans to the pupils. So, yeah, so in as much as it has affected, at the same time, it's about strategizing and also. Uh, looking at other ways of making a difference. We are still giving those families even soap and uh, liquid and uh, hand wash. So it's still the same thing, but you're doing more for, for, the, for the society. So I think it's a matter of communication and also coming up with a new fundraising strategy to go uh, in tandem with whatever we are having at the moment. So that is my take. Thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, that's very interesting because I, uh, it seems that we now have to change our strategy and also begin, be more keen on our communication. Um, Michael, do we have another question? Yes, uh, uh, there's again a question here which I will answer. Uh, yeah. This is asking that, could, could you kindly explain to me further on the affiliate program? Mm -hmm. So let me just take one minute to at least uh, clarify on this since uh, it's repeated and maybe every, so there are other people also want to know about this program. Okay. So in an affiliate program, here yeah, we register you and we give you a unique referral code. Then when you come across someone who's having a fundraising need, you refer this person to use Mchanga. We had our clients who are referring people on Mchanga previous uh, days, and uh, sometimes someone's called you, Michael, I referred to a fundraiser to you. How do I benefit from this? Or, or, there, or what, what will I get out of this? So we introduced an affiliate program. Yeah, we, we give you a unique referral code. So when you refer someone to raise money on Mchanga, then we give you 1% of our 4.25%. Mchanga charges a service fee of 4.25%. So if you refer someone and uh, that person raises, let's say, 1 million, 
from the 4.25% that M Changa is charging, we will send you 1% of that. So we always send this every Friday at 3 p.m. So when you refer an account for the first 1,000 shillings raised, we send you 500. Then we will be sending you 500 shillings for each 50,000 shillings that will be raised by the account that you refer. You can refer even more than one account. We will sum up their totals. If it is adding to the amount I mentioned, we will be able to send you the incentives. You can refer all types of funding. You can just drop me your number. I will call you later to explain further and also to register you if you are interested. Thank you so much. Uh, for that. So there's a question from Olive. Uh, the question goes, how do you deal with the donor fatigue when they seem to slow down on, give, on, on giving or just stopped? Have you experienced it? How did you deal with it? Okay, I think since this is a question on, um, from experience, Francis and Eric, have you experienced uh, donor fatigue and how are you able to deal with that? Thank you, Naomi, for that. Yeah, donor fatigue is a, is a common phenomenon in fundraising. And uh, what we do is that uh, we try to be so, not that we, every message that I said or every SMS that I said is asking for money. Hmm. All you can do is sometimes you, you change the tone of your message. Instead of asking for more contribution, you say, I'm just contacting you to say how grateful I am as an organization for, for, for contributing towards my initiative. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just, be, you just said a grateful message. Yeah. And also the next time, and I know this one, but now it will work in a different level. There are some organizations that uh, invite donors for a, a coffee or tea or a treat or some mm -hmm gift, you know, like gifting them. I know most of us are not in that level, but I know from Caritas' point of view, I have that program that I, I not to reward, but maybe to gift them with the merchandise and something that they remember us for. And also we like making sure that you contact your donors during major festival, major days like Christmas, you know, just send them that, appreciate them as donors, as even as human being, not that like donor machines, that they are money machines. So donor fatigue is, is normal. And that's why we are told always to diversify the source of your funding, not to mm -hmm. depend on the same people all through and through. We have different sources of fundraising. Okay. Um, what Thank you. Just, uh, yeah, what you've mentioned has made me think about uh, maybe sometimes we have those kinds of friends who only text us when they want something. Uh, and yeah. it's an idea, it's an idea, And uh, so <clears throat> what I've understood from you is that we should avoid that, that sometimes uh, be that friend who's, who will just check up on their friend and tell them, uh, by the way, thank you for always supporting me. And in a way, uh, yes. it's a kind of even like reverse psychology where I will be, I will feel like, and by the way, how have you been doing? And you'll just tell me how yeah, yeah, you're feeling. And without asking me directly, I will feel the need to, yeah, I can assist on this. And I think that's, uh, so you are really uh, talking about we need to be creative in our ways of approaching our donors. And don't forget to say thank yeah. you to the donors. Okay. Uh, Michael, do we have another? Hi, Naomi. Yes, yes. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm taking the last questions. We are nine minutes past time. So okay. I'm taking the last questions, mm -hmm. which I will also answer. 
then I mm. take it back to you. So okay. Andrew is can a business raise capital using M Changa. Andrew and everyone, the answer is yes, you can raise money on M Changa for your business capital. Uh, that is allowed. I mentioned that you can do all types of fundraisers on M Changa apart from political ones, or, or someone is raising money to cause harm to another, uh, to, or someone raising money to cause harm. So you can raise money for your business capital. So now, me, that's the last questions that I've taken. Back yeah. to you, please. No more questions. Okay. So um, as organizations, uh, as we had mentioned earlier, we are also able to, uh, our communication is able to come to you and maybe if you need to promote your fundraisers, we are happy to do that. Uh, either by writing a story, a written story, or even uh, doing the visuals through video. And um, I think for now we, we are about to end. We can have... Um, I don't know, uh, once we finish to, on Monday, I'm going to have to send you a follow-up uh, follow where we are going to have uh, links to, our, to the resources that can help you as an organization. We're also going to have uh, a link to this recorded session in case you will need to have, uh, you, you will need to refer to anything, I'll have that uh, to you shared. And um, yes, I believe that is it. And uh, maybe we can have a, uh, some vote of thanks from Francis, Eric, and then Michael in that order, and then we can be able to close and say goodbye. Yes. Okay, let me begin by saying thank you to everyone who has, uh, who has logged into this uh, short conversation and short discussion that you are having today. Thank you. M. Changa for organizing this and putting this together. Naomi, Michael, thank you so much for putting this together. Uh, Eric, thank you for being on board and also uh, just sharing your insights and your knowledge on, this, on uh, how fundraisers work and even in terms of the organizational aspect of things. And uh, yes, I'm so grateful because there are people who have seen messages there. Some people who interact with me on LinkedIn. I'm grateful. Yes, those are people who support Kapo Uji. So thank mm -hmm. you so much. For everyone, just say each one reach one, you know. Yeah, each person just reach one person. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Eric. So thank you, uh, Naomi, for your invitation and all my fellow panelists, uh, Francis and uh, Michael, and all the attendees. And I'm happy for this platform because the more you share, the more you gain. So I'm happy to share more. Uh, I'm free anytime you feel that I want us to share. I'm ready to share more. Mm -hmm. And uh, since you are doing it practically, I want to tell people that still our basket of hope initiative is ongoing. This is how fundraisers work, and Francis said so. So our number still remain. Our account number is 891300. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's our pay bill number, and our code number is 39392. I'm just doing this so that you see how passionate fundraisers are. Every time you get an opportunity, just weigh and you see how people are. No, see Kirasa, but uh, I'm telling you this so that you have all the, the information at heart about your pay bill number and account number. I'm mm -hmm. so grateful to Mchanga and, uh, and to all the attendees. I'm looking forward. And Michael, I'll, I'll contact you uh, after this. I think we have some business to share. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Naomi. Okay, Michael. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Eric, I'm so much happy 
to have you today. Thank you for creating time to take us through this. Uh, Francis, thank you so much for creating time and all the attendees. We are so glad and kindly the conversation is still going on. If you are having any question that you may want us to answer, you can write us email on hello at changa.co.ke or support at changa.co.ke. Also, if you are interested in the affiliate program, kindly just leave me your number here or send it to our email address. Uh, Dr. Violet Okech, I'm so happy to see you here, Ernest Jayo. Thank you so much. And everyone who was here with us from the beginning until now, we are, we are very much happy. May you have a great weekend ahead. Naomi, thank you so much and back to you. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I would like to say thank you for everyone who's been able to join in. I had a pleasure hosting you today and I look forward to hosting you again. Uh, as we said, we are going to have another fundraiser on uh, another webinar on fundraising during the COVID times uh, on 18th. I'll be sure to send an invite to each of you. And uh, thank you so much for joining in. Uh, yes, we look forward to having you again. And I really hope you found this useful. Uh, it makes us happy to see you saying in the chat that this has been interesting and insightful to you. Uh, we are happy that you are able to give value for your time. Yes, and um, I believe we can now say goodbye. And uh, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I hope to see you again next time. Thank you. <laughs>